This episode of Two Scoops is brought to you by... Feeling good all up in this skin, honey. Cam. Mr. B. Is it recording? You know it. Let's give the people something new. It's time to serve it up. What's the scoop? Let's go. Serving it up, UK to the States. No tea, no shade, it's all grace. Nothing we can't discuss in this place. Black culture set the stage, please. Two scoops, baby. Yeah, two, two, two scoops. Serving it up, the culture. Habari, Ghani, beautiful people. What's the news? Welcome back to another episode of Two Scoops, your cultural podcast that discusses and explores the myriad of levels of Black and LGBTQ experiences. Wagwan, beautiful people. I'm your warm and spicy co-host, Mr. B. And I'm your sweet and sultry co-host, Cam. And the voice you heard at the top of the show was our fabulous first in-house guest of the show. Well, technically, it's not in-house because pandemic, but... um. It's all remote. We're safe. It's fine. Let's give y'all a good old intro of who this person is. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this one. Jay Levy is a 28-year-old wardrobe stylist based in New York City. Jay is African-American, queer and non-binary and uses all pronouns. They are the creator of numerous art exhibitions and pop-ups as well as their first visual collection called Reconnecting, which is stunning. I can't wait to talk about that. Jay has been a lead stylist assistant for Fashion Week Brooklyn and most notably was the wardrobe assistant to drag queen Monique Hart of RuPaul's Drag Race. Now that's brown cow stunning. In 2018 and 19, Jay also worked their magic at RuPaul's Drag Con NYC, assisting both Monique Hart and the Vixen. Yes, Jay enjoys reading, riding their electric scooter, getting lost in music, window shopping, and having lunch in the park by their damn self. They have numerous upcoming photo shoots and campaigns, and they are currently the host of Live with Fashion Week Brooklyn. We are so, so, so happy to have with us the one, the only, Jay Levy. Welcome to Two Scoop Boo. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. If you're sipping... Uh, a bottomless brunch, mimosa, or tea in the morning like me. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Y'all, we got her up early, early, early. Thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. You know what's, you know what's so funny? I woke up at 8, right? The alarm went off. And you know when you're like, I'm going to just close my eyes for like 10 minutes. When I opened my eyes back up, it was 8.42. And I said, get your ass up. <laughs> get up. <laughs> what's your morning routine? What do you do to get yourself ready for the day? Um, I wake up and I just kind of like sit in the bed and I breathe, um, inhale and exhale very deeply to just kind of like to acknowledge the body's presence and, uh, the, the soul essentially. And it takes me about 10, 15 minutes to say, okay, I'm here. And then I, I might just like sit there a little longer. Uh, but if I'm feeling good, I'll go and like wash my face off and just kind of start moving around and then just figure out what I need to do for the day beautiful so you start the day by being present i love that maybe you know what i really want to do what i should be doing what i will eventually do i should be meditating Mm -hmm. as soon as i get up like 30 minutes uh because it really locks in the present state but you know Mm -hmm. progress we're getting there yeah yeah. (laughs) 
I I adopted that into my routine, especially during lockdown, um, through one of the apps on iPhone, and I was really good at it. But then I started getting bored of the long ones, and so I just I whittled that down to five minutes, sometimes ten minutes. If I'm if I'm feeling really cute, Absolutely. but like thirty so minute generous. meditations for me are too much. I know, you know, it's it is a lot, but I just the I I don't know how you feel, Cam, or how you feel, Mister B. But when you, like, the busier you are and the more stimulated your mind is, I'm like, I gotta center this shit. I need to center it. And, like, one of my only ways of centering it is when I meditate. So I was like, oh, I'm really gonna have to do this 30-minute meditation, huh? Okay. People talk about building themselves up. So we're adding five minutes every week or, you know, Mm, a a couple minutes a day or something. That's funny. We talked about... um, rituals that we do for our bodies last episode and so it's really this is a really good segue into just adding another layer onto that and so with you in this episode we're going to really talk about how we add a layer of style and fashion to our self-expression and just how we take care of ourselves as human beings overall and so I just really can't wait to just dive in and get to know a little bit more about what you do what makes you tick and all that stuff let's do it one thing that um and you, you know, I'm talking off the cuff here like, as usual, but you talk about being present and Cam's just mentioned um, your process um, through fashion and identity and the two are linked. And I, I hadn't really thought about that link until just now. You know, how maybe part of being present and part of expressing yourself and truly existing authentically is is by that being reflected in, in, in what you choose to wear, what you put on your skin. And I'd never really thought of it that way. You know what's so interesting? Something that I see that the cars on the street move in New York. I'm in Inwood, by the Jay, way. Jay is filming from New York City. New York, Inwood, New York. Um, get into the real Y'all are getting the real experience. This is what we serve <laughs> over here. Authenticity. <laughs> no, but it's so interesting because I recently just had this discovery of realizing that Style is essentially you are, you're, you're externalizing what it is that you see internally. And I feel like within that, there has to be a sense of presence for you to get in touch with that, for you to be able to show the world what you see on the inside through energy and to, to convert that through clothing, garment. That is a, a, a piece of presence. So I completely, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Well, since we're in the present, child, I think we should just get... Let's go! Dip, 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 right on down into the scoop of the week. For those of you just joining us, Scoop of the Week is where we share our weekly dose of something special and tasty, ready for you to sink your teeth into and discover yourself. In the light of this episode being about fashion and style, I want to bring Cardi Rivera into the, into the picture. So, guys, I was I was doing some research on some queer black fashion history, and I wanted to find a UK reference. Okay, and it was so difficult for me um, to find. You know, Willie Smith came up. Uh, yeah and i had no idea who willie smith was i know but i wanted to find someone grassroots and you know just someone black and british Mm -hmm. and there's so much queer history 
in Bel- in Railton Road, Brixton specifically. And there are a few exciting, you know, people are writing about it currently, but um, I think there are some few exciting things coming out this year. So a friend of mine brought up Cardi Rivera, who was a founding member of the Brixton Queens. So Cardi was Mother Supreme during the 80s. Um, one of their favourite quotes was, She me love. Um, yes. <laughs> There's a great picture of them um, in 1992. A Jamu X took the picture and they're at Pride in, Brook- in Brockwell Park. And I spoke to Mark Thompson um, one of our elders and he he what he had to say about cardi because he knows cardi personally they were non-binary before the girls were talking about non-binary so cardi would show up to the function in tennis skirts black nail polish cute little top um and there are just so many of these icons um who I know nothing about and who I'm learning about. Someone else was quoted, Carl Smythe or Carl Smith, who got nicknamed the seamstress. And they're known for making, you know, large jackets with shoulder pads. All the girls in the clubs, you know, all all the house parties in South London would be wearing his fits. But I'm just fascinated by hearing these stories. So that's my scoop of the week. It's amazing how you just don't hear maybe about these icons until late like what well it's because like essentially in the fashion world you have the trailblazers that they they set the path they clear way for those after them but the people that are at the the top or the brink of the industry they sometimes don't see them or uh, deem them worthy for that type of exposure and therefore like their their existence is kind of buried or you have to just do a lot of work to find them but like willie smith like you said or even patrick kelly who is a very important african-american designer one of the first to go to or the first i believe to go to paris and to be successful with his collections I discovered that through going to um, a, an exhibit at FIT, specifically on Black designers. But I'm like, but why do I have to go to an exhibit specifically for Black designers in order to find find mm-hmm. out about Patrick Kelly and Willie Smith and all these these people? So yeah, I, I second that for sure. I mean, you know, if you look at queer Black culture, I mean, if you, I'm sure even if you go beyond ballroom culture, where we have had to make our own clothes. Yeah. Literally. Either because of, you know, financial social economic reasons but we have always been designers and ahead of our game mm-hmm. when it comes trendsetters to the avant-garde yeah. The true yeah avant-garde literally the inspiration of the world i'd love to share mine my scoop of the week andre leon talley's memoir chiffon trenches so okay i have this we're love- both reading at the same time yes and I have this love-hate relationship with reading long story, different episode. But um, Mr. B said, you have to read this memoir. So I thought, all right, let me get it. I bought it and I am hooked. Um, so those of you who do not know who Andre Leon Talley is. How could you? Have that? First of all, how could you How not? dare you? How dare you? But <laughs> let's get into some of who he is. So Andre Leon Talley is one of the most prolific people in fashion journalism and just overall in the fashion world and Ever. culture, black culture. Yeah. He's um 
So he was the creative director at Vogue back when the magazine was really taking over the fashion world and pop culture. And he worked behind the likes of Karl Lagerfeld, Diana Vreeland, Anna Wintour, and the list goes on. If you read the memoir, you just see anybody and everybody he's worked with. I became obsessed with him um, back when he was doing... He was a judge for America's Next Top Model Mm -hmm. from seasons 14 through 17. Like, I knew (laughs) that he existed, but, like, obviously him being on that type of platform to reach Mm -hmm. out to many people who weren't necessarily familiar with the fashion world, I was like, I'm I'm obsessed with this this human being Mm -hmm. and all his grandness and elegance. And uh, so this memoir really just gives us a, a peek into his world, and I just love how how he injected the the book with fashion and art mm-hmm. and travel and mm-hmm. culture. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was on this journey with him. Mm-hmm. One of the highlights that really stuck out for me was he referenced his experience. Um, it happened in 1978. And it was when Givenchy had an all-Black model fashion show. And he wrote an article about it afterwards, about his love and adoration and just the emotion that he felt seeing all those Black women in 1978 in Paris under Givenchy. And so after he wrote this article, he got some backlash because of, you know, just for many reasons, um, people's loyalties with certain fashion designers and whatever. But he was caught in the middle of this kind of mudslinging situation. And um, I just want to bring up something that he wrote in the book He says, here I was running around Paris thinking I was successful and these sophisticated, elegant people in the world of fashion were comparing me to an ape behind Uh, my back. mm. So they're calling him, what, Queen Kong? Queen Kong. Queen Kong, Mm. um, saying that he was sleeping with everyone. Everyone. Yeah. To get ahead. And it It just made me go, wow. And yeah, he he was in Paloma. Paloma Picasso told him, didn't she? Yes. He writes about all of these friendships. It's amazing. It's fascinating. Like, you're you're in Diana Ross's closet uh, right now. Like literally, the thing that amazes me about his journey is like this man came through the fashion trenches at a time where black people just weren't welcomed, nope. and somehow he literally coasted through with ease. And it was because of his intelligence, his passion, but just his sheer essence. And like everyone took him in. He was taken in by Karl Lagerfeld, best friends with Diana Vreeland. Like that's that was Diana Vreeland is the the, the Anna Wintour before Anna Start Wintour. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. And it started with that um, that chainmail dress that yes. Diana Freeman gave to him, and you know, and said, "Put this shit together, Figure work it out, out. <laughs> right?" It and out. he fucking worked it out. Genius. And the rest, the rest is literally history. history. Literally, he's just he's just one of my. I got to go. Did y'all see his um, documentary? Um, uh, the Gospel. The according gospel to Andre, saw it twice. The first time we had a little meet and greet with the produ- a producer and the director, and the second time he was there. And oh my God. it was crazy. His energy is beyond. I just, I now understand why he was able to do what he did based on his oh. energy alone. It literally fills the room. It is crazy. He was able to create a path for himself during a time that was just very unsure. It was a very tumultuous, daring, scary time. And something about this individual invited people into his world and they wanted to nurture him and because of that he he's existed in so many spaces showing that we can exist how we want when we want wherever we want to 
All you got to do is just move the fuck out the way. Yep. And just give credit where credit's due. Acknowledge greatness where when greatness is in the room and allow it to breathe. Like this man is literally literally the epitome of that. And that's and I, the first time I discovered Andre Leontali was actually not through uh, anything through fashion. It was through Sex in the City when Carrie's getting her dresses, oh my her wedding dresses together, <laughs> oh, and he's sitting okay. there right there on his Louis Vuitton trunk, and he's like, "Oh yes, uh huh, darling, oh yes." And I was like, "Who is this man? And he's there for a reason." With his name right. on the yeah. Andre Leontali printed on the uh, the Louis trunk, literally wild. So yes, go get that book, Chiffon Trenches. It's a must read, and and his documentary is a much a must watch. Yes. yes. Um, I guess my scoop for the week, I thought I had one, but I think I have another one. So my scoop for the week and for the year or for the pandemic, can we just talk about Chloe and Holly? Can we just talk about Chloe and Holly, how they're just, they're always on, but they recently this past week uh, released their video for Ungodly Hour. And I was just looking at them and I was like, they are always on visually movement energy it is just so inspiring and i don't know if y'all remember but for me when i was growing up as like a a kid and a teenager the thing that like stimulated my imagination were music videos Mm -hmm. the visuals the visuals and Mm -hmm. i don't maybe it's because like i kind of just like just stepped away from television but like since the pandemic the artists have been up in their game with the visuals and chloe and holly we know have been performing this entire pandemic Telling a story through style, through fashion, through song, and Zarina. Beyonce has got them work. Baby, you know, Beyonce set that ass up. (laughs) She said that, she said, you're going to do this, you're going to do this right, you know? Matthew knows, she she learned a thing or two. Oh, it's just so. (laughs) About managing a girl group. Yes, and it's just so beautiful to see. It's so refreshing. I don't know about y'all, but girl groups are my everything. I just, there's nothing better than a girl group. Like, what What do you mean? But it's just, um, I saw that video literally like at 2 a.m. And I was just, I felt like a kid again. I felt like I was in a world. I know what world it was, but I was there. And their team is, they're, they're really taking care of the girls. And I'm just, it just, I'm so excited to see what is to come and how they're going to continue to influence culture in the future. It appears to me, you know, from a fan looking in that, a lot of their creativity is coming from self. I, I I don't get this kind of manufactured vibe from them both. Yeah. Now, even though so many people love to put that label on them and kind of just flippantly say, oh, one's like Beyonce and the other's like Solange, which makes it grind to my gears. Okay, but like, here we go. Here we go. But you, you're so right. It's something so genuine about what mm-hmm. is coming out of their bodies, minds, and hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and you, but you know what's so interesting? Besides like Meg Thee Stallion, at. When's the last time <laughs> we've gotten to experience that sheer and pure authenticity from a new group? Like, wh- how often do we get to do that at that level? Where they're like, this is what the fuck I'm doing. This is who we are. This is it. I truly feel we are at this point in music and, you know, Black cultural expression, maybe, where in 10 years time, we will truly digest the likes of Janelle Monet and Solange in the way it's meant to be digested. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel we are only touching the surface when it comes to absorbing what this art is and means and how, how important it is. What we are amongst right now, it's amazing. this black creative space. Baby. Ooh. And it's so interesting because like for me, 
what I've just been like gravitated towards, which is usually authenticity, are the artists such as Janelle Monet, Solange, Chloe and Holly, Meg mm-hmm. Stallion, because when you see them, you that's what you what you see is what you get. Yeah. Like I can't be anything else. It's not gonna happen in any other way. And I just feel like that's how it should be. So for our topping today, we are going to play a little game with you, Jay, called 15 Questions with Jay Levine. So this is inspired by um, the 73 questions that Vogue does with celebrities and whatnot. And so because we don't have time for 73 questions, we're just going to do 15 because I like that number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is just so we can get to know some of the things that give you life and get a deeper look into your day-to-day existence as the fabulous person you are. So, Jay, I'm a massive fan of Velvet. Cannot get enough of it. Husband and I have filled the house with it. I love to wear it. What are your thoughts on you know, and when we were decorating our plays, we don't follow a trend. I don't follow a trend. It's about, you know, what you like. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Velvet is played out. It's it's um it's of the moment for me, it's timeless mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on velvet timeless or temporary for me velvet just always exudes this essence of like luxury it shimmers it glistens it's comfortable it can be worn um worn or displayed casually or luxuriously mm-hmm. i've just i've never i've never been um underwhelmed with with uh, velvet or velour, however yeah. you want to say it, I thoroughly actually one of my favorite drag queens in the drag race family is Sasha Velour, and part of it is because the many ways she she will wear velour and velvet, and she just gives it so much, so many, so much texture, so much life, and it's just so fascinating. And I actually got to wear my first because I don't usually buy velour or velvet, uh, simply because like my eye has never gone to it. But I was like, let me try this out. It was a gray uh, velvet top, wrap top, uh, Diane von Furstenberg vibes. And, All right, DVF. <laughs> okay, DVF. Have you seen the show? Yes, because Kim yes. told me to watch the show. House of DVF. So good. So good. Um, I just felt so casually rich. Yeah. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite texture to wear? Ooh. I don't... That's really, really hard. I'm going to be very honest. Like... I'm not going to say I have a favorite. Whatever feels good in the moment, if it works for the look, for the vibe, for where I'm going, that's where we're going to go. But um, I've been wearing like a lot of head wraps mm-hmm. here lately. So I'm going to say something like a, a spandex. Spandexes are fun. Stretch jersey. Stretch jersey in New Jersey. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I don't really have a favorite. I'm just like... What feels good? What do I want to wear? What works in the moment? And I love your head wraps, by the way. Absolutely. They're so fun. You know who who inspired that? This one right here. Oh, Kemi Cam, Kemi Cam. He wore that. What was the what was specifically was the project for that shot? So it was Mr. B and I were working on Museum. Um our piece Museum. Mm -hmm. And it was a scarf and a rainbow scarf. Baby. I don't know the texture. Um sorry, I don't know the textile. But I was like, okay, I'll just wrap this around my head. And it literally was... Quaffed. Destiny. 
Quaffed. And I can't, I cannot recreate it. Baby, I asked him. I said, "How did you get her? What did you do to get her?" He was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Good luck." Jay, Cam bought. So <laughs> we literally whipped together together that shoot in maybe seventy two. Which is beautiful. Thank you. We 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 had fun doing that in seventy two hours. He brought a whole bunch of stuff. Cameron did costume and wardrobe that day, right? Yeah. And Cam was like, "Oh yeah, I've only got a few pieces." Lies. Everything Liar. was stunning. And, Literally. you know, we were really spoilt for choice, but we were just testing out different looks. And Cameron just had this ability of just whipping shit together and That's put on this head wrap, wrapped it, turned back and was like, how's this? <laughs> and me and Kyle. Oh, that just, magic. Ooh. It was a moment. Literally, I, there's a, an episode where I. Uh, on the live with Fashion Week Brooklyn, I wanted to do a turban and I went to a girlfriend's house and I was like, can you do that turban that you did for me one day? And she did. And it just didn't hit the way it used to. And I was like, okay, cool. So I come home, I get my, it's like an infinity scarf, the scarf that wraps in a circle and she's black. And I was like, okay, so you're not going to tie the way I need you to. And it was 15 minutes before the live. So I was like, pull it together. So I got a black sash and I put on the, the black scarf and I, put her on the back and then I flipped her and rolled her and then put her back so she's sitting like that and then I wrapped my sash around her to anchor her and then I put her in the front like that and I twisted her to come down and quaff and I was like oh, this is close to what Cameron did I yep, think I've seen it. that video is it kind of is it a mint green color no it's black I'm wearing a black uh shoulderless top and I have this black quaffed I remember Headpiece, yeah. It was just, it was very Cam vibes. Y'all, I wish y'all could see all of Jay's hand gestures as describing <laughs> how to wrap this. Maybe we could put that in the video because that in itself was just yeah, a tutorial. <laughs> What's your favorite item? And I'm going to be broad with this one. I'm, okay. It's not fashion specific, just your favorite item in general. My favorite item? Let me see. I'm gonna, uh, my favorite item are my speakers. Mm, okay. Baby, the joy that I get from the music, from those speakers. I've had the same Bose speakers for the past six years. It, listen, children, if you want some speakers that will last a lifetime or at least 10 years, go and get you some Bose. It's an investment, so save up, but you will not be upset. But literally Bose needs everything to give you I, a coin for that. <laughs> right? Come on, Bo. Sponsorship. <laughs> was it me, my coin? Y'all need to get sponsored for this. I was about to say this okay? is sponsor. <laughs> All right. No. I love you, Jay, but um. All right. <laughs> no, my speakers, like, they are just, I carry them everywhere when I travel. Um, They're just always, and she's kind of, like, upset with me because I use her so much. But I just, I love my speakers. I can't do anything without music. I If I'm cleaning, music. Brushing my teeth, music. Shower, music. Same. Working creatively, music. Sex, music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just always there. Next question, what's in your bag? What's in my bag? What's in my bag? Some breath mints, because, you know, you don't, want to, you don't want that breath to be a mess under that mask. Ooh. Some breath mints, um, some chapstick, uh, some cough drops, because nowadays, if you cough, People are running away from you. Uh, tell me. So y'all not gonna get me and try to deem me as a, uh, a COVID victim. So we always have a cough drop. <laughs> not our COVID. No COVID shame oh, in here. <laughs> no, y'all. When this, I remember when the pandemic first like hit in March of last year. I was in a Family Dollar, and 
of course, like, everyone is just hyper aware and just panicking. And it was just a crazy time. And I remember I went to a family dollar to go pick up something. And it's okay to cough. But is because it? it was the, the... Right. Is it, though? The, because, <laughs> literally, because it was the beginning of the pandemic. You know when you when you have to cough, but you try to suppress it. But when you suppress it, like, you get all teary-eyed. And, you're like, <laughs> and it gets worse. What? So what I did was, it was happening. I was like, no, I can't do this because I'm in line and there are a lot of people. So I went outside... <laughs> And I coughed, but as soon as I opened the door, everyone was like, Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, Y'all, I'm fine. See, um, see, see, that was me at the height of the pandemic, and I was traveling in- into work as normal. Uh-huh. Anyone who was coughing or making a noise, I couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Unnecessary, you know, unprovoked, but yeah, I was one of those people. Yeah. Because people aren't uh-huh. covering their mouth when they're coughing. I know. I mean, which is before the pandemic it's, was disgusting. Yeah. Like, as Cam, like Cam, when I'm on these trains before the pandemic, if you sneeze or cough, I'm going to the next train. Period. Literally. Got to protect the immune system. Um, Always have uh, a pair of headphones. Literally. Um, I, I despise when I leave headphones home and I got to trek from Inwood to Brooklyn. The worst. And depending on the size of the bag, if I have like a larger clutch, a foldable clutch, we got a book in there. And here lately, it's been Dapper Dan's book. And briefly before that, it was Andre Leontali's second book. So, Leather or lace? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say lace because I want to feel sexy right about now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say lace. I love lace. And um, probably a few years ago. Do y'all remember when the lace shirts were a thing? Yes. I still got them. Maybe <laughs> I found me some lace shirts. Like It was like a sweater with like a cotton collar. But the entire sweater was this black lace. And it was sheer. So you That's could see looking. the chest and the stomach. Ooh, it was so great. Lace. I got black, white, burgundy, green. Burgundy. Burgundy. <laughs> I've I've shot you in those, haven't I, Cam? In the burgundy. Yeah. Men in lace underwear. Can we please normalize Ooh. that? I mean, yes, we can because I have a drawer full of them. Is that comfy? It's just get high. It looks You'll be good. You'll be it right. looks good. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Yes, you're gonna take it off. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can feel it on my shoulder, but I don't know if I want to feel it in the crease, in the crotch, the friction. I doubt it'll be on that long, though, babe. If you're wearing, if you're wearing a lace panty... It's not going to be on. And if it is on long, he's not doing something right. Uh, uh, well, unless he wants to keep... Unless he wants you to keep it. Or... He wants to move it to the side. Yeah, there you know we go. Big up, Big up, Diamonds or pearls? Diamonds, darling. Diamonds are forever. No, um, <laughs> I've never. I think pearls are beautiful, but I've just never had an attachment to pearls. I've never seen pearls. Like I'm growing up in my household, my mom never had pearls, but we always saw diamonds. Diamonds. What? Did, um, what's that girl's name? Normani. Diamonds are girls. That's right. Diamonds are. Come on, this is me. <laughs> no, but for sure, diamonds. So, if you could pick, whose celebrity closet would you raid? Ooh, why would you do that? <laughs> celebrity closet? Ooh. It's actually probably going to be Luxury Law, La Roche. Oh. The stylist. The stylist. Yes. Yes. 
baby. What would you find? What sort of things would you find, do you think? Anything that you've ever dreamt of is in that man's closet. Because his, I believe his house is his, like, workspace, like his studio. So his house is essentially his closet. So you want to raid his house? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've come to wash the dishes. I've come to sweep and dust and raid the fucking house. You ain't housekeeping come to wash anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like, I would probably go to his closet, go to his house because he is always working. He's always styling the celebrities, and he's literally just worked his way from the bottom, like in Chicago, all the way up to the ranks and through the ranks, and now he's luxury law, Laura Roach. So, heels or flats, Jay? Okay, realistically, a flat, because we don't need to be doing that. However, just the way you feel in heels. Like, I began walking in heels probably two to three years ago because I thought I was going to get into drag. And then I realized, this is not the gig. Mm -hmm. I don't like getting into full geesh. It is a lot of work. Like, I have so much respect for drag queens because it is a lot of work. It is expensive. You have to... It's a... it is literally an art form. So my slew-footed ass. Ah! Get to heels, baby. My flat foot, slew foot ass. The loose foot, you know. <laughs> slew, honey, slew. It took me like eight to nine months to get to a point of like feeling comfortable to walk around my home. And then, and now I mean, a girl can do, she can twirl in a little bit. But I love heels. It's just so much fun. Like actually when I have days like during the pandemic where I'm down, I just put on a pair of heels and I, I put on some you. music and I walk around and it literally lifts me up. Literally. I walk down the stairs and I've only got one pair of heels, um, but she's she's tall um, with a platform. And I walk downstairs into the front room and Hubby was sitting there and he was like, what are you doing? And I said, I, I just want to feel something today, babe. <laughs> yeah, I just want yeah. to feel something. And, I, yeah. <laughs> and that was literally it. So I totally, I totally get that. Pair of heels can yeah. make anything feel better. Vintage or new? Vintage. Yeah, same. Vintage for multiple reasons. The first reason, one, who got money? Where's the money? Where are y'all getting the money to buy this new shit? I want to know, how are y'all collecting? What's going on? I just want to know. I want to figure it out. Even when making money, I just be like, I can't spend all this money on clothes. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, but if you can afford it, do it. But vintage is like, especially in London. Yeah. Back in, like, I'm going to say 60s through the 90s, the experimentation of fashion was ridiculous, redonkulous. It was so amazing. A lot of influences came from London. And I feel like all of those fashions literally went straight to the thrift stores, which is mm. which is all over the city of London. And I, I went to a thrift store that was specifically dedicated to bombers and berets. Love that. It was amazing. Uh, what's one thing you cannot leave the house without? And this is not phone or wallet. One thing I cannot leave the house without. And it doesn't have to be an object, right? Nope. It could be whatever you... Um, One thing I cannot leave the house without is my essence. I gotta make uh. sure she's there. Gotta make sure she's there. Jayla is sure coming with the truth today. This Baby, morning. The essence, the essence is everything. Carry it with you, know thyself, carry it with you everywhere you go and put it in everything you do. Thank you, Mama. Sweet or savory? How about both? Oh. Period. Let me tell you something. One of my favorite things to do. Baby, what do you mean? She has taste. Nom, 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 eat it up. No. um, One of my favorite 
Okay, sweet and savory in my lace panty. Um, one of my favorite things to cook, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for almost two years now. I make this dish. It's uh, roasted sweet potatoes, uh, minced and chopped peppers, onions, spinach, vegan so- Italian sausage, and I top it, and I season it, and I top it with agave and hot sauce. Oh, my God. And, baby, the sweet and savory conversation that's happening... I was just like, this is a bit unreal. So I make it for my friends when I can. And every time I make it, it surely enough delivers. Every time. So the next time I see you, I'm going to make I'll make it when I see yeah, you. Yeah, you had me at Italian sausage. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise, sunset. Um, Honestly, I know damn well I'm never going to be up to see the sunrise. So let's be Ooh. honest. I, I don't know about y'all, but this past summer, for me, especially because you... Uh, noted earlier that I love riding my scooter. I was able to take in the city in a different way than I've ever taken in before, simply because I had time to just take in the the city, my surroundings. I wasn't on my way to work. I wasn't on my way to a shoot or whatever the case may be. I was just here in the city present and the riots were happening. So I was scared to ride at night, wasn't really doing anything. But once the riots kind of calmed down, I was like, okay, Jay, we're going to ride this, uh, the scooter down the, like the West highway at night. And one day I rode that scooter by the Chelsea piers and watching that sunset. It is literally, I just always say to myself, when I look at the sky and see how blue she is almost nearly every day and purely blue in the sunset. I say, if my man can be this beautiful and this real, I'll never need anything ever again. Because I just, I fall in love with the sky every time I see it. Can we, can, it can, is, can we get that again? Poetry. Can we get that again, please? I said, about the man part? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, if my man can be as beautiful and consistent as the sky... I will never need anything ever again. It is so beautiful. And every time, literally, I'll get on my scooter and I'll go down the street and you just look up. That sky, y'all, that blue sky. So pure, just so real. And it just literally takes my breath away every single time. And I just say, how are you this blue every day? Every day? Or most of the days? Jayla V, you are a gift. You are oh my gosh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm slayed by these answers. Right? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I got one for you. Naughty or nice? This is going to be another mix of both. Um, nice is definitely necessary, but naughty is definitely necessary. And I'm a naughty bitch, so I'm definitely not going to ignore that. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, just be mindful of when you should tap into the one or the <laughs> other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You so, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mindfulness. Yeah, the two Mindfulness. work hand in hand, don't they? They do. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to switch gears, you know? So, Jay, sorry to put you on the spot again. What are three Wait, what do you mean, sorry? This is the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we came here for. I, I, I just keep throwing these, yeah, we keep throwing these questions at you. But what are three things you hope for in 2021? I hope for true progression Uh, amidst this pandemic, true progression in the sense of our governments doing their part so we can, as a a collective, come back in full health um, with our jobs, uh, restored uh, health-wise, 
just I just I we just need the the, the pieces from above to do their part so we can f- like truly come back because we can't stay here forever. So that's one of the things I wish for. But I also uh, really really wish for resilience as a collective because that's what we need in order to get back to. It's not going to be what it was before, and we all know that. No. But we have to find this new norm what that looks like, what that feels like. And we're going to have to do that together because we coexist together on this earth. And um, I'm going to also, my last is the spirit and um, the essence of hope and joy. Mm-hmm. Is There's just been so much loss within the past year and so much detriment and I just I have so many friends and so many so many family members that are and rightly so but are just hopeless and just sad and I get it and I just I'm very passionate about living in that state and being that so when people come around me they can feel it and say okay that is still here and I can feel that I I'm going to get back to that and that's what I want for us as a collective is to somehow get back to that place um, in our own time of course but yeah. Last but definitely not least, what's your favorite Beyonce look? I know it's difficult, right? Two to three decades. Like, are you serious right now? Yep. Okay. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let's think about it. I'm I'm gearing towards because I um was looking at some videos and I, I realized like video phone. Oh, okay. Ooh. She had the cane rope and the single yes, Yeah, baby. There was she was serving multiple. She always serves multiple looks, but like it was just hitting, and I was like, "This is making me literally want to go and find things to mimic these looks." Um, video phone. Um, I love the formation video. The looks up mm-hmm. in there, the richness, yeah, yeah. the bayou down by the bayou, mm-hmm. the, the history. history. Um, I'm also a fan. Of just the richness of her Coachella performance, uh, um, designed by Balmain, yeah. Olivier himself. <laughs> uh, those are some. I'm. I'm not gonna give you one favorite look. That's rude. So we're gonna Correct. give you a couple of options. <laughs> yeah. Her 2016 Met Gala look is the one for me, with the yes. latex new delusion Givenchy mm-hmm. dress. I love a good old basic uh, uh, crazy in love Beyonce. You know. You know. That green dress she know. wears in Me, Myself, and I. The bob. The bob that she wears in Me, Myself, and I. I love. I need Beyonce bob back. I, I was just like, this is sheer genius. What's yours, Cam? The um, Crazy in Love video. The white top, jean, booty short, and uh, red pump. You know that top is actually stoned and bedazzled. Really? Ah. Didn't realize that. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Y'all are so silly. I know, I was like, uh uh-uh, rewind. (laughs) That's a clever way to make a simple white top pop on camera. Very clever. The conversation doesn't end here. Be sure to tune in to part two to hear more of this conversation. Mark your calendars. Part two airs Friday, the 2nd of April.